0: Hey there, this is Meike here. So before we jump into today's amazing conversation, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by my ultimate podcast guesting workshop. So I want to ask you a quick question. Would you like to send fewer pitches and yet secure more aligned podcast interviews to grow your business this year? Because if that's a yes, you're gonna love what I have in store for you for this workshop. Because not only am I going to teach you things like how you can find a line podcast for your brand, how to keep it all organized, what to put in the pitch, and what to do after the pitch, I'm actually going to show you. Mm -hmm. We are talking about an over the shoulder demonstration here from A to Z of the process. And there's a reason why I haven't called this the ultimate podcast pitching workshop because that is not what podcast guesting is all about. It's a part to help it get started, absolutely. But the real power of podcast guesting happens after the interview. And that's something that I've actually never properly shared in a workshop that I've ran before. So if you'd like to learn more about this workshop, all you need to do is go to the link in the show notes or go to pitchworkshop.makeathang.com. And if you're listening to this episode on the day of its release, then I'm so excited to share with you that you have the opportunity to be an early bird, my friend. And that means you save $100 off the workshop enrollment fee. So to save that $100 and to grab your ticket for just $97, where not only can you attend live for the workshop when it happens on the 20th of Jan, but you also have access to the replay forevermore and for any future updates of this workshop as well. So again, it's the same link, all you need to do is go to pickworkshop.meikisang.com or head to the link in show notes to grab the offer now. Alrighty, that's all it for today. So let's get back to the show. Hello, my lovelies, this is Sang, your podcast guesting strategist and mentor, cat lover, and the proud host of the Quiet Rebels podcast. This is the place for experts on the rise who are finally ready to stop playing small and to start showing up as the leader they've always been. And contrary to what you might think, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. You've always been the type to see things differently, and you've always chosen another pathway if the one laid out in front of you just doesn't align with your way of life. You're not alone in this. So to help you on your journey, I'm bringing conscious conversations to the table with myself and guest experts who will help you with the inner work that needs to be done in order to make a positive impact on the world with what you do. I see you. And now it's time to hear you, my friend. So please welcome to the Quiet Rebellion. Hello, my lovely Quiet Rebels. I am so, so both excited and just really honored to have this conversation today because we're going to be talking about how to increase your boundaries, your self-worth, and how to develop healthy communication for a positive business environment. And as entrepreneurs, we know how important this is because especially for our service providers, especially if you're a coach, if you're a consultant, a copywriter, um, you know, there are so many opportunities where we can actually just kind of like tolerate something because we're unaware of how to maintain the boundaries in a professional manner. And that's why I'm excited to have Tori Autumn on the show today. She is a certified self-love and relationship coach, best-selling author and a public speaker and I'm really excited especially because just before we jumped on she told me that we're going to go through this like de-triggering technique later on but before we get into all the things Tori welcome to the Quiet Rebels podcast.
1: Thank you, thank you McKay, for having me here, excited.
0: Very welcome. Very welcome. So what's really awesome about Tori is that I actually met her when she was, she was a part of this program by a previous guest, which you guys may know. Her name is Safira. And yeah, she's part of her Intentional Infusion program. And I ran a podcast pitching workshop. And Tori, being the amazing person she is, she just like, she took it and ran with it. And just a few weeks later, I received the most amazing pitch. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> so I love how everything came full circle for us, Tori.
1: Yeah, I slid in May DMs after <laughs> the the um podcast like talk in in Intention Infusing program and it just gave me all the confidence and to to pitch, but also it made me feel more comfortable with being visible. Um and that's something that I struggled with in my business, but it was like once I made a decision that <laughs> is the there I'm hiding my gifts from the world. If I don't become more visible, it just gave me the confidence. And um, knowing how to pitch also gave me the the confidence, which equals knowledge, <laughs> to pitch Maykay. And so I'm very excited to be on the show.
0: Awesome. All right, so Tori, I have to know: How did you become a certified self love and relationship coach? Like, where, where where's the story there? <laughs>
1: Yeah. So um, at the time when I decided to make this career shift, I was working in public relations, which is funny. I was doing a lot of pitching, um, but not podcasts, more so like Mm. magazine TV segments. But um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't fulfilled in the job. And on the side, I was blogging for relationship advice uh, websites. So Tinder, um, Zoops, like dating apps and stuff. Um, And at the time, also, I was finishing up writing my book about how to leave a toxic relationship. So I had all these after work things that I was doing that that were going well. And then it was like the universe just came in alignment and I lost my job. I got fired (laughs) and I just took on my real passion, which is talking about self-love and leaving. Healthy relationships, whether they're romantic or, or just general platonic relationships, I took that full time. So I went and got certified as a life coach, and then I got certified in just talking about self love and talking about relationships. And then I started really just doing putting myself out there and doing telesummits. And um, that was the key. The key for me when everything shifted in my business was me understanding how much my experience and my personal experience with surviving toxic relationships would, would help me um, cultivate a deeper trust with my clients and a deep, and a more empathetic understanding of what they're going through. And so my, the things that I teach, the tools that I use, the resources have that um, psychological background or just coaching backgrounds, better term, but, it's also from my own experience. So it's not just someone saying like, here, this is what I learned in life coaching school. This is what you need to do. I do that too, but I also can use my, how I got out of it and how I started attracting healthier relationships as a way to help other people. And so um, I one thing that I'm known for in D.C., in Washington, D.C., which is where I'm from, in America is uh doing self-love events in person so now I'm going to take them virtual because you know it's 2020 <laughs> but, 2020 COVID yeah <laughs> yeah like um but yeah I I really love doing self-love I love talking about self-love and it, and it also helps that you know a lot of times being a coach people think that you wherever you're at you're like your life is perfect your life is like you know just you've made it. as a, it, But I'm still part of my own self-love journey. I feel like just just as so many things in life when you reach, is, for example, um, if when you reach a level of visibility, the next step might be from podcast to TV. And there's a there might be a block that's saying like, whoa, I'm not ready for that yet. Or I still have to work through some things to get to that next level. And so it's kind of like if you imagine an onion and you imagine layers to, to, to the different height that you want to get, self love is the same way. It's like okay, I get, I, I understand how to enforce my boundaries. Now, how can I confidently uh, ask for a raise or charge the prices that I want or seek the actual paying the ICA the ideal customers that I want instead of customers who uh, might be might be more like flakier. Like, how can I, how can I get to that next level? So all of that being said, I really love what I do. I love talking about self-love. I love that I'm still on my own personal journey with it, but that I can help people with that so that they can attract healthier relationships in their love life, but also generally speaking.
0: Mm. Wow. So that was a lot to, I'm just like downloading everything that you just shared and, you know, something that we actually have in common, having and leaving a toxic relationship. And for me, that was also the the starting point of really taking care of me. And I also am certified in coaching around that time too. And so it's just like, oh, wow, just like see the the synergy here of this conversation. And I love that you talk about the importance of relationships in love and you know elsewhere and because you know the quiet rebels many of us are entrepreneurs and because a business podcast technically right (laughs) um yeah that it's important how we do treat ourselves because it's a reflection of how other people treat us in all aspects of our lives and that's why this conversation today around boundaries and self-worth and healthy communication is so key because myself especially during the beginning years of my business um, I let my clients walk all over me because I didn't know better I didn't know how to stand up for myself in a professional way without lack of better pissing them off (laughs) you know and just like how how do I like maintain that you know that mutual benefit and also standing my ground for what I believe I deserve so I love this so much so thank you so much for sharing your story and we'll definitely pop a link for your book as well because I think it's really important for people to just to really like get to know you on that deeper level and just to understand where you come from and I something else I want to point out that I love what you said was that not only do you you know for your clients that you help now you don't just cherry pick the things that you learned from cooking school but you have um an extra lens of empathy for what they're going through because you've actually been through it firsthand and I think that's just so powerful thank you welcome so yeah so you know what the quiet rebels are all about right so I want to ask you Tori like what are the different ways that we can start to cultivate self-worth in our businesses? yeah so um
1: self-worth is really just the opinion you have about yourself or the value you place on yourself and it's so it's it's just two ways to look at it. It's like your or, or example of looking at it is your belief that you are a great person. You're you're an amazing entrepreneur who will empower and or it will help a lot of people when you deserve good things or you may have a belief that you are not such a good person and and not confident in what you deliver and that that shows out because our our self-worth it heavily influences our choices and decisions and it's the Mm -hmm. it's the way that we show up for ourselves the way that we express our full potential and so um the best way that quiet rebels can cultivate self worth is really get into alignment with who you are, and then lead with inspire action, which is just another fancy word for intuition. But <laughs> <laughs> but really, like just understanding that your you get to define like it's your value on yourself. So you get to define that, knowing that you're in control of deciding who you really are and. And working from there as your, as your starting place of alignment could really help. And so some ways that I recommend that if you're not sure how to get into alignment with who you are, um, think about what are 10 things that you love about yourself. That's such a fun exercise because at first, the first time doing it, <laughs> when I first um, learned, when I first was asked to do that from a coach that I had, that was hard for me because um, I didn't really – I'm not used to putting myself into the light like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm used, I'm used to. I can name ten things about you b- before I can name ten things about myself that I love. And so <laughs> it was just really doing that shift. But it, it helps. It really does help raise your vibrations around your self worth. So, what are ten things that you love about yourself today? And this might be something different that you discovered from yesterday or tomorrow that you love about yourself. What? What are things that come easily to you. Like what do people ask you to help them with all the time? What skill do you have that people wish they had? That That is such a, an amazing way to discover what you're in alignment with and in, in seeing your self-worth in a different perspective. Um, what are you appreciative of? What are things that, um, even though we always have these these thoughts of, things could be better, but really things could be worse too. So what are you appreciative in your life? And then also um, going back to what do people ask you about all the time? What are you also the go-to person for that's outside of your professional work? So for example, if you are, you know, you're known as a copywriter professionally, maybe you're the go-to person outside of that, or just being a great listener—that's such mm-hmm. a great skill to just be able to let someone talk and and freely express themselves, and then you're able to do active listening back, which is just repeating what they say so that they feel understood. That's such a a great skill. So, are you the go-to person for that, or you know, just just seeing yourself in different areas? Because we're although. Some of us might be married to our jobs. (laughs) We are really more than our jobs. We're really more than our businesses. And so we have to look at it from what are we, how are we showing up professionally and also personally. And so those things can really help with um, raising your vibrations around your self-worth so that you can get in alignment with who you are and make decisions that feel really good to you, but are also you're you're allowing yourself to um, you're allowing yourself to have people reflect back to you who you really are. So,
0: mm. oh, I love this because when when you just said it, like ten things I love about myself, and I thought, oh, <laughs> you're right. It's so easy to say about other people, but when it's turning the spotlight back onto ourselves, it is a bit difficult. And what helped is um, something that you mentioned just now asking people you know what they see in you like what you know what they, yeah basically them highlighting your superpowers and I did that at the beginning of my business and I was blown away with what they said and it's really amazing when you have your list of 10 other people see it too and it's just like everything's like connecting at every touch point and it's just like oh so beautiful and it's such a simple thing too right (laughs) yeah Yeah, simple but powerful i love it love it okay so that's in regards to cultivating our self-worth now i want to ask you about boundaries because boundaries are different from walls (laughs) and i think um, i need to say that because The way that I've seen other people talk about boundaries is that when they're just like shutting other people out as opposed to kind of like having a level playing field for you to have a mutual understanding. And um, in this context, I am talking about clients. I'm just curious your thoughts around like how to build boundaries without feeling like you're shutting people out in the process.
1: Mm. Yeah. So I think, well, to start off, I just want to say that with boundaries, when our boundaries get crossed or broken, it really means that we feel like someone isn't seeing our value the way that we want them to see it. And, and that, that is the root of it. And so without like going into, um, being in a space where you're just like shutting off or just like, I just don't even want to work with this client anymore. I mean unless unless it doesn't make sense to work with that client. But <laughs> if this is something that is is fixable and figure outable and, and all of that, then um, one way that you can cultivate healthy boundaries is by setting the tone at the beginning of working with clients and really holding them to a standard like maybe that might be you put specific boundaries in a contract when you or an agreement when you sign off with them it also may be um helpful to have that but also if you whatever profession you work there's in this in this day and age it's it's like zoom is such our go-to thing that um it's but it's good it's a it's beneficial because you can have this face-to-face, virtually, conversation with someone about boundaries, but also giving them an opportunity to ask them, well, what do you need to make this relationship work? Because although they are the client and although they're the person paying you, it would be nice to know um, their expectations as well, so that that leaves less room in error of miscommunication or expectations or even like, buyer's remorse those type of things just setting the tone at the beginning and then I think that um if you're if it's a long-term project or if you're working with someone throughout the day um or throughout a week or whatever period of time whenever you can find a midpoint check-in to really see if if there are genuine needs being met and where where where's the gap if if there aren't needs being met so that you're, you're sending, you're, you're bringing a level of professionalism and also, um, personalizing it, the experience for someone, but you're also, um, you're also making sure that you, you're not going above and beyond, um, after the call or after you're not talking to, uh, the client anymore, because I, for example, I, I do have a lot of, um, I do know a lot of, uh, women who are coaches who, who have an issue with their clients, um, boxing them too much, like going <laughs> above and beyond, like overboard with the boxing. And they're and they're, um, given the time that they have shared with this client. And so, I'm like, well, maybe that's an opportunity for you to alter in your agreement or talk about it midpoint check in how often you could box someone, like, because sometimes we we expect people to just read our minds because we are uncomfortable with just saying what it is that we want. But unfortunately we don't have that superpower <laughs> all the time. So it's just, it really helps. It, it shows that. Um, and I, and I, I love this quote and I've said it in a, a previous podcast, but it's this quote by Princess Hill. This is boundaries are the place where I can love you and I can love myself simultaneously. So just Mm. thinking about that your boundaries are really setting the best interest for both you all to work together and working from that place will help you so much so that you won't feel burnt out. But you also feel like you're doing a great job with helping getting these clients needs met or customers. Hopefully that helped answer your question.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is really important. And I love that it's all summed up in that quote, that boundaries are actually a mutual benefit. It's not about us getting everything that we want. It's about us setting the tone of how they get the best service from us based on how they kind of like treat us within the parameters that we set. Mm -hmm. so that's so important and I think that perfectly leads on to the next part about this de-triggering technique that we spoke about in the green room because say if our boundaries were breached we're triggered right so it's tempting for many of us at the time to react in the moment but we know that if we do we probably are not making the best decision (laughs) we probably just don't have all of our thoughts together because we're in flight or fight mode so, what is this the triggering technique that allows us to really come back into focus and to stay grounded again, um, so that we don't kind of like fly off the handle with how we're really feeling?
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, my clients love this process, and it's really about whether it's with a family member or with a client. It works either way; doesn't matter who it is. But if you're in a situation where someone is pushing your button so let's say for example um you have a pet peeve about people arriving or responding back to you late after the due date and you're a stickler for due date um and so and in it, and it because you know that it, it could delay everything else that you have with other clients or whatever other like issues come up once you feel this this the anger or the frustration or the disappointment, any negative emotions, take a second and stop and close your eyes and imagine what you would rather be feeling and really take the time to feel into that. And I would say as long as about 15 to 20 seconds, like at the minimum, um, and just really think about what you'd rather be feeling and then start to ask yourself, um, since this is something that i noticed that is triggering me why why is this happening like what what can i do to um to to gain knowledge on on my own insights about myself am i showing up late for myself in some area of my life what is this reflecting back to me what is this mirroring back to me about you know how i'm loving myself or how i'm defining my worth and just really thinking about that and it it helps deescalate um whatever (laughs) whatever actions whatever inspired actions you might have taken before that but also it it helps you gain this sense of control over your feelings and your experience with this person because we know that if if um if you're someone who is who is very quiet in terms of your confrontation it still doesn't Mm. make the confrontation go away that resentment could build up over time right so if you if this is a relationship Whoever it is with that you actually care about and you but you you can't change that person. You can only change your feelings and your reaction and stuff. This will help you so that it, it's kind of like talking you off the ledge in a way. Like just help you de-escalate and just refocus and become grounded, as you mentioned. And it, it really helps. It you can change your emotions and how you feel about something in a matter of seconds. And I don't mean going from extremely negative to extremely positive, but I mean, it's a, it's a way to help you reach what is the next best feeling. Um, because we're speaking realistically, sometimes life happens and you just can't get to that very positive place, mm. but you can get to the next best feeling from, um, wouldn't it be incredible to feel valued in my business? Just asking your yourself questions. Wouldn't it feel nice to, to make those, that six figure income that I want just really like giving yourself that that room to dream visualize and imagine and feel those emotions really helps
0: yeah and I think you're right that it's really important not to do the opposite of the pendulum swing. um the, the pendulum basically to go from one extreme to another but just kind of like getting back to center um just to kind of like you know be at that point where you're less triggered you're less emotionally reactive because we all know what happens when you operate from that space (laughs) and and I guess um the natural next step from this is that so we talked about boundaries how to set them up in the first place what to happen if they're breached and I think the next part would be okay how do we you know reach that healthy confrontation you know so how do we do that in the best interest for ourselves and the other person so again you're on mutual ground it's not about winning it's about you know again like getting to those equal grounds so what would you recommend for that to have a healthy communication style with somebody who may have like crossed the line or breached the boundary of yours
1: Hmm. yeah so I would say if you can gauge which I would imagine a lot of choir rebels are probably like empathetic and can gauge about like how a deep relationship is with somebody. So whether it's a coworker or a family member, if you can gauge if this person is open to taking assessment, then that, that could be a start. I have other things, but that, that could be one thing. So for example, a disc assessment, just so if you're having issues with um, someone who is complete, Opposite, um personality from you so like they're confrontational they're they talk from a a very blunt perspective and instead of just general um you know or they they're like rushing you rushing you all the time if you're working with someone who's completely opposite it might be helpful to take a disc assessment or to just so that they're also aware of like how you work in a, in a work setting or how you um how your best you how you best communicate in your personal life that's one way another way is um if it's with a friend or a family or a romantic partner taking a love language quiz I had a coach um
0: mm, I love this
1: <laughs> yes yes I had a quote I mean a coach named sage who whenever someone joins her her team in her business she help she has them take the love language quiz so that she knows how to um, appreciate them. It, mm-hmm. If it's a gift or if, if it's them, if it's her writing affirmations or writing a note to them, appreciating them, she wanted to show them that way. And I think that it's so powerful because sometimes we think that someone isn't seeing our work because they don't say it out loud. Like, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you so much. That just might not... That just might not be their love language. They might they might show it in another way. They might show it with just spending quality time with you or doing an act of service. So that that is a um, it, it puts stuff in, into different perspective for you doing it that way. But if you're with someone, um, if if you're dealing with someone, when you think about sending them a love language quiz and you're like, uh, back backface. <laughs> back <face." laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're dealing with someone like that, I would. Um, This kind of ties into boundaries, but also healthy communication. And it's it's just practicing being assertive instead of feeling like you have to be aggressive. And just to Mm. break that down, assertive behavior is about standing up for yourself. And it's about um, standing up for your beliefs, your values, or needs. And it's not giving into someone else's unachievable, unacceptable, or or even sometimes unethical requests. But aggressive is usually like these built-up tension and built up anger and speaking solely out of emotions and um, versus assertive. It's like you do it in a respectful way, it's it's non-threatening and it's nonviolent, but you you come back into this, I, you come back into this common ground where everybody's best interest is at heart so I'm I'm protecting my boundaries and my peace of mind and sometimes my time and my money and all those things but also I'm I'm showing my value as in, in myself and my self-worth and I'm also trying to give you that space to do that too and so um, some ways that you can do that is uh, be open to hearing someone else's viewpoints. And you can do that without immediately giving in or interrupting Mm -hmm. or trying to just have that need to be right. It's just more so focusing on the the best interest at heart, but also focusing on the goal instead of letting your um, need to be right or need to control the situation. And just looking at it, just trying to do these, these subtle reframing processes and reframing shifts like okay let me just make sure I'm really understanding what this person is saying and let's talk about how does this relate to the goal like bringing it back to how does this get us to where we need to be is is really helpful and it and it helps with people it helps you um deal with people who are more logical thinking than intuitive or just more, yeah, just more outspoken than you, because you, you want them to understand that you, you hear them, but you also want to be heard too, so that you both can create something amazing together and both utilize your strengths.
0: Mm, yeah, and I think that was really important to just, um, you know, distinguish between aggressive and assertive communication, because, okay, so aggressive Communication is rooted from just like pure reactivity, and emotion, mm-hmm. and wanting to win. And assertiveness is, you know, from a very grounded approach where you focus on mutual benefits, but without succumbing to their demands. Um, especially if it's unethical, um, unreasonable, I suppose. And I think that's that's a key word. Um as you be like, no, that's not reasonable for me to do this in this time frame. Um, you know, under these conditions, because I've had those ridiculous <laughs> um time frames before, back before I didn't have any boundaries. But yeah, so that's really, really, really good to know. Um, okay. So I'm just kind of, I'd love to kind of like circle back and like recap this like this flow because I feel that it went from boundary creation to um, handling the boundary breach through the de-triggering technique and now to the actual confrontation that might need to happen if we haven't had the opportunity to prevent this from happening. So yeah, I'd love to hear in your words, Tori, like, just kind of like recap um, the whole process.
1: Yeah. So, um, from so, in terms of whenever there is a confrontation, and you want to work backwards, again, self, your self worth is thinking about your the value you place on yourself. That's the best way to put it. Your belief about yourself, and so working from where you're in alignment with who you are, thinking about. Ways to to raise your vibration um, will help you with dealing with confrontations because confrontations are bound to happen, even if it's just a a contrast to what you're used to um, or just a a different alternative of of the way that you used to doing things. Um, Your self-worth will help your confidence, which plus knowledge will help you feel more aligned and and feel more expressive with who you are. And so um, if you are able to remember the de-triggering technique, which is when you're in a situation where you are triggered by something or another way to put that is you feel emotionally hijacked, you feel Mm -hmm. like you don't have control. Over what is happening to you, and it's a negative experience that you're feeling. Close your eyes, and at least for fifteen to twenty seconds, imagine what you would rather be feeling, and imagine how you can cultivate more of that feeling into your life. And that that process is very effective to helping you deal with someone um, or a situation that that's just a can be like a small like traumatic experience, depending on like what it is, or just triggering and then um and in terms of setting your boundaries thinking about what is the what is mutually beneficial for both of us so that we can both have a positive experience and create a positive peaceful business or personal environment um and also boundaries can also be if you visualize a a sacred space like if you're not used to having um, strong boundaries in your business, which a lot of times, McKay, I meant to mention this at the beginning, but you had you had uh, mentioned that you were you you uh, got out of a toxic relationship, mm. and then you also mentioned at the beginning of your business you struggled with having consistent boundaries mm. with your clients. Um, it's not a coincidence that both of those things happen to you. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to take a second to, to acknowledge that for you, because that, that is something so common. Um, I, have a, I had a client who asked me, this client wanted to find a love partner, but she she also realized she didn't have any female friends in her immediate circle. And she wanted that. She said, is it crazy that I want the same qualities that I want a partner? I want in a, in a friendship. I said, absolutely not. You want someone to love you. You want someone that you can, you know, tell corny jokes to all day long and like your weird (laughs) food combinations. And um, I mean, you know, there are obvious differences between a love interest and a friendship, but there are obvious similarities, too. Mm -hmm. So it's so just thinking about when you when you think about boundaries with that coworker or with that client, these same boundaries might come up again in In your intimate relationships, and so just thinking about ways that this is mutually beneficial for all parties involved, so that I can have a, uh, I can I can have a, a beautiful experience with you, and they can have an, a beautiful experience with me is is very healthy healthy. And then also practicing being assertive and practicing um, being open to hearing their their suggestion or their opinion and just also um if again if there's a, a, a closer relationship to you if they're open to take an assessment test then that might help too but just focusing on the what is it the goal am i what do we really want to achieve and how can we achieve that so that we're utilizing our strengths and not focusing on what the other person is doing wrong mm
0: yeah and i just have to like backtrack a moment uh thank you for acknowledging about you know the the connection between exiting a toxic relationship but having very leaky boundaries um towards the beginning of my business and i have to tell you that i did work with an energy clearing coach and she worked with me for i think it's like six to eight weeks but time time doesn't matter but we specifically focused on the energy field that i had and the different colors and the kind of like the density of it and she told me how deep deep my energy is actually white but um it was like surrounded by like this darkness basically and I had to clear through that by like basically almost like time traveling into my past to clear certain um you know situations and actually as the the time went by my energy got lighter and lighter and what's interesting is that for any spiritual coach or anybody who's spiritually inclined they tell me your energy is very white they they say like it's like fairy energy and it's very interesting that they said that I even did ayahuasca like a few years ago and um when you do ayahuasca sometimes your energy Your energy can leak into the other people next to you or opposite you, and vice versa. And apparently, mine, the shamans even said, Your energy was very fairy like. And in the entire room, I was the only person who had a positive trip. And that's fine, I don't believe that's by accident. And I can just tell you right now that as soon as you give yourself the permission to explore yourself what you really want to provide for other people what you want for yourself um, how that can really radiate outwards i think it's just such beautiful work that you do tori and thank you so much for sharing your process with us today really appreciate you
1: wow thank you and I, i love hearing about the the healing energy work that you did for yourself i feel like that is um amazing and i love that you're open with talking about that because it is it is so we, we can only grow as, in our business as much as we personally mm. grow. And I, it took me a while to realize that because, yeah, I'm going to work on my mental health later. Be right back. But like, <laughs> <BRB>. <laughs> but I have to I have to make that a commitment every day so that I can show up in my business and I can always and I can show up in the relationships that I want to cultivate. If I not if I don't feel good about myself, I don't want to talk to anybody. But I feel like a lot of us may feel like that. If we do that, that's great. Um, spiritual grounding, detriggering processes, uh, writing affirmations to yourself, and even putting them on your mirror—little things like that really help with dealing with life, and dealing with business, and dealing with people, which are things that we can't get away from. And it just makes the experience of living so. So much freeing, like I know when mm. you did the healing work, it probably just felt freeing and like okay, yeah. it's not me being crazy. these are things that i was I just wasn't aware of yeah. me, and that's it just sounds so powerful, so thank you for sharing that
0: you're welcome, and yeah, it's just it's i I have to admit that ever since I have really put myself at the forefront, I actually on Fridays um I don't do any. Client facing work or calls, right? In fact, I've actually slowly did this. I used to do Monday to Thursday, I'm like quote unquote on. So I'm forward facing in the business, and Friday I wasn't. And then I started making the shift. So Monday and Friday. So I have padding to go into the week and then into the weekend. And that has made a world of a difference because I'm aware of my own like energy capacity. I'm actually an ambivert. So I can split between being very um, you know I can talk to people for like hours on end but then I have my rejuvenation days on Mondays and Fridays where I can do more behind the scenes stuff and I think that's just like really important just to be aware of like what what makes you really happy and um, what can you do without exhausting yourself and um, also it helps to minimize context switching as well so it's great for productivity so guys <laughs> you can like theme your days <laughs> a little bit more and it, it just makes all the difference and um, so I did the energy clearing a couple of years ago but right now I'm finishing a one-on-one program uh, with my healing coach and we've done chakra healing so it's just so amazing there's always so, so much more to learn about yourself and you don't have to do it in those modalities but setting aside time to work on you can give back so much more to you and the people you serve and it's not selfish either Mm -hmm. and I think that really needs to be said and the best way that um to think about it this is what my coaches have taught me is that um in my final energy clearing session my coach said to me you are like water and the thing is for you you've only ever used it to help other things grow So in my case back then, I only have other businesses grow. And she said, but you forget that water in itself is a force to be reckoned with. Think of how powerful waves and oceans are, right? And, you know, for me, I was only using water one way. But there is a complete other way, and I think all of us can connect with that as service providers, as course creators. We are serving other people, so we are watering other things to grow, but we are a force to be reckoned with. And I think that's just a beautiful way to round off this conversation that we are all water, Tori. (laughs) Love it. All right, so Tori, I know that you have a really special, um, you know, because I know that when these conversations happen, we start thinking, okay, we can do this exercise, this exercise. But I know you've made it super easy for us Quiet Rebels that that you have a self-care toolkit that we can like download instantly. So um, I'm going to pop those links in the show notes. But aside from that uh, resource, actually, could you tell us a little bit about it as well?
1: Yeah. Yep. So I created a self-care toolkit that I help you in all areas of your life when it comes to thinking about taking care of yourself and it's something great to refer to after well I will do it in the beginning of your day and at night. So so some of the things that it has in there are ways to love your body more. Um another detriggering technique that I haven't talked about here. Um and it, it helps with it helps with communicating alternatively before you make another um, action before you take another action step and if you're feeling like emotionally hijacked it's a really great process that, mm-hmm. that's in the healthcare toolkit and then there's a checklist that'll help you with um, cultivating healthy relationships for general and romantic partners if that's that's your thing but <laughs> but yeah so it has all of that included in the toolkit and I'm really excited for you to check it out
0: Awesome. Yep. So my lovelies, I'm going to pop that link into the show notes so you can head on over and download now. And also Tori, for those of us who have fallen in love with you, which is so cool because you're self-love coach. <laughs> Where can we go to connect with you further?
1: Yeah. So I'm most active on Instagram. So you can mm-hmm. find me at Tori Autumn Coaching. And then my website is tautumncoaching.com
0: lovely we'll put this link in the show notes as well so this is awesome so Tori I've got two final questions for you for these today and I'm super excited to know what makes you a quiet
1: rebel Mm, what makes me a quiet rebel I love it so uh, whether someone sees the value in my business or in myself I'm still cultivating my own sense of alignment, who I am at all times. And that means using my superpowers confidently. So I can and I and by confidently I mean without being outspoken in a way that shows I'm trying to prove something to the naysayers, but just confidently in that I'm doing the energy healing work like you've mentioned. I'm saying my affirmations out loud. I'm taking time to acknowledge who I am in this moment and not uh and not giving into that imposter syndrome which I'm sure so many of us feel at some <laughs> point but I'm I'm doing it without having to be super abrasive or outspoken I'm doing it from a place of I want to prove this to myself first and then the world instead of I want to prove it to the world and then myself
0: mm. I love that and yes to the non-abrasiveness I think that's just so important as a quiet rebel (laughs) right just do things so you know just from a place of connection and alignment and just like finding a different way I just love what you shared so thank you Tori and my favorite question ah so save it to the end so when my audience hears the sound it means it's time for a fact of the day and since you are our guest this week we would love to know what is one weird fact or a fun story about you that only we can know
1: yeah so um I'll say my fun story is before I had my career had my business as a self-love and relationship coach I worked in the fun fascinating tv industry for many many years and it was just three years but many many years and (laughs) and I saw I got to do things like um go to the White House or the President's correspondence Dinners I got to shoot edit videos I got to do um writing scripts for tv reporters I got to be on set I was on tv a couple of times and so it's so it's such a um it's such a full circle effect because although I was behind the scenes in uh, my my career and working in the TV industry as a producer, it's um, yeah I was just always behind the scenes. So now being the, being the the face of my business and doing telesummons on video or doing podcasts on audio, it's it's just funny because I used to be the person who write the scripts, and so because of that, I'm very. uh, nosy (laughs) like I like to ask (laughs) my questions (laughs) I was trying to think of a good word but no nosy (laughs) is just the best word that comes up (laughs) yeah I'm very like really um inquisitive about a lot of things but me asking questions about two two people and about life just leaves me finding so many great answers and great people it's just like this revolving door of just finding so many things about life to to ponder and wonder on and then have opportunities so yeah I was in TV biz for three years and that was fun
0: <laughs> and okay so we found out that all I picked up from there was like nosiness <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Story short,
0: yeah, love it. All right, well, Tori, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, and excited for the Quiet Rebels to come and connect with you through your toolkit and on Insta and all the things. Again, lovely. I'm going to pop the links to connect with Tori in the show notes, so you don't have to worry about scrambling to like remember the links and everything. It's all there. But yeah, just want to say how much I appreciate you, Tori. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, Mayke.
0: And so my lovely, there we have it. So everything that we mentioned in today's interview will be popped into the show notes. So be sure to head for that link. And if you haven't done so already, I would so love it if you could subscribe to this podcast, because that way you don't miss a single episode and another conscious conversation. And of course, if you feel cool too, I would so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review, because that really helps other quiet rebels find us oh my goodness okay another great episode and so i will be back same place same time next week for another episode of the choirable podcast so until then my lovely do take care and bye for now